0: You know, I was taught earlier in my sales days that activity breeds activity. The more active you are, the more things you do, that's going to generate more activity for you. Uh, And at some point in time, you start to figure out what activities work better and what ones don't.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Fiverr New Podcast. In this episode, we sat down with Joe Day of Fiverr New Evansville in Evansville, Indiana. At the time of this recording, Joe was just about at the one-year mark with his Fiverr New business, and he's now booking five digits worth of revenue each month and has a schedule that's booked out two weeks in advance. Joe explains to us on this podcast what year one was like, he steps us through all the activities he's done to grow his client list in that time, and what's in store for his business just around the corner. We hope you enjoy this conversation, and if you have any questions for Joe, look him up on Facebook at Fiverr New Evansville and shoot him a message. Thanks a lot, everyone, and cheers. Okay, really happy to be sitting down with Mr. Joe Day. Where exactly are you, and how long have you been doing this?
0: So I'm in Evansville, Indiana. Evansville, for those of you who don't know, Indiana is in the southern tip of Indiana, or as some people call it, the boot. So we're right on the Ohio River, uh, the third dirtiest river in the world. So we have that going for us. But uh, I have been doing this just under a year. I come up uh, uh, on my one year anniversary in two weeks here. And things have been really starting to pick up. It's been uh, very exciting here to come up uh, upon the, the one year mark and be uh, seeing a lot of
1: growth. Again, just quickly, what were you doing before?
0: So, I was in uh, digital advertising sales. I was a digital advertising manager for a local television station, and I sold um, digital advertising everything from social media management uh, to display ads and uh, SEO, SDM, and just about everything in between. A very large difference from what I was doing to what I am doing now. Um, But there's a lot of similarities specifically on the sales side of it of being able to go out and uh, talk
1: to customers and let them know what I do and how I can help them out. I wanted to start with why you and I talked last week. And that was about a, a pretty significant milestone that you reached in your business. Like you said, not quite a year, just shy of a year into this. And you reached a significant revenue milestone. And I think you were just kind of phoning to talk about that. And and uh, we celebrated a little bit on the phone together. And then we talked about a whole bunch of other things behind that. But do you want to just describe that milestone?
0: Yeah, it, it's been really exciting. And, uh, you know, to be able to uh, hit the milestone, and I was able to to book into five digits this this month. And it's the first month I've been able to, to do that. And so it's really exciting to see that uh, come to fruition. Because, I've been booking out about a a week to 10 days for a good two or three months now uh, with jobs. And this past month, it not only got to where I was consistently booking two weeks in advance, but I was also seeing some bigger jobs. Uh, And that was kind of the exciting part of it. I am slowly starting to increase my pricing on my end of it, also, uh, to where I've probably been selling myself short a little bit. And I, yeah, it's kind of funny because I remember going through the process, you know, a year ago at this point in time, and calling franchisees and asking them, you know, if I were to start this, what are recommendations you can give me? And one was, don't sell yourself short. Set your prices where they are, and go after those customers, and it'll happen. And Looking at it, I think I just started a little too low. Not sure what the market could take. There's not a whole lot of competition in this area. Um, and I certainly wasn't familiar with their pricing, but so I was, I'm able to ask a little bit more for uh, the, the, the jobs I'm getting at this point in time and seeing some larger jobs come in. I'm starting to uh, redo full interiors of vehicles. Uh, I did a, a vinyl siding job today that had four different pieces. Well, four different repairs that I was able to do. And so I was able to ask uh, for more money on top of that. And that all went well. Uh, and so the customer is extremely happy and they're going to give me a, a
1: Google review, they said. And um, and so it's exciting to see those things kind of come to fruition. Good for you, Joe. We're really happy for you in, in reaching that milestone. And 2020 has been a roller coaster, to say the least. We've, we've had many ups and downs. We've had to deal with <laughs> <Yes>. a lot. <laughs> and that was your first full year of business. So let's go back to you know maybe January 1st, 2020, and uh, just give us a play-by-play in terms of how, how the year has rolled out for you.
0: December was my training month. So while December 2nd is my official anniversary date, I didn't actually start working. My first job that I did was on December the 28th of 2019. Uh, and it was perforated leather damaged seat,
1: uh, Easy and job. of all,
0: of all <laughs> the things to get was perforated leather. <laughs> uh, but so I immediately started doing, uh, some networking from my, my previous life being in advertising sales. I did a, a fair amount of networking. And so I knew a good amount of people specifically with our local chamber here. Uh, and so that was my first step was to get my chamber, uh, membership and then start every, every Friday we do a chamber news and networking, which is a round robin networking where you get to network with anywhere from 18 to 20 people in about an hour, hour and a half time. And so it was really exciting to be able to to walk in as I'm a new business owner and uh, people have known me from one walk of life or seen me come into a whole new walk of life. And um, I was, you know, thankfully got good response from it because it's such a different route. You kind of never know what's going to happen with the people that you know going... (laughs) why would I pay you to do my leather? You know, you want to do my social media marketing, go right ahead. Um, But so being able to come in and hit the ground running that way. And so um, I think I did probably 10 jobs in the month of January, and just to kind of get a few things started. And then February started to kind of pick up. And I I think I, I think I probably just about doubled that in February. And the numbers that I had predicted for myself, I was hitting, when I walked out, I said, I want to make this much in January. I want to do this much in February, this much in March. And March was exactly where it needed to be. And so I'm going, all right, this is perfect. When it hits June, July, I'm going to be able to hire a technician. I'm going to be able to keep, keep the ground rolling. And then COVID hits and everything just kind of flatlined, uh, which I think, you know, looking back, flatlining was a was a good route for me to where I really didn't take too much of a step back. I had a couple of weeks that were light, mm-hmm. but I was able to still do a decent amount of jobs. In this area, as long as you were an uh, an essential service, then you got to still work. And so um, according to the government, I was essential in certain areas. So I could go to car dealerships and help car dealerships. I can go in medical offices, and help in medical offices. The hardest thing was being able to actually go into the ones that didn't know I existed. I really couldn't do sales calls to really grow the business at that point in time. Okay. And, and so Indiana was, uh, is one of the states that, that let loose some of the restrictions a little earlier than some of the other States did. And so, uh, by May and June, I think, uh, we had gone to phase two or phase three where more restrictions were lifted and more essential services kind of got opened up. And so I was able to start doing some sales calls, but I was seeing a lot more of the residential business starting to come through and it just kind of started to slowly progress, uh, until we got, you know, to the point where we were just about wide open, I guess, and, uh, started getting some restaurants. And what I found was, um, I got, I uh, walked into one restaurant and they, they were so excited to see me because whoever was taking care of them prior to me being there, once COVID hit, they hadn't shown up anymore. Mm-hmm. And they were from Indianapolis, which is three hours North of me. And so I don't know if that person got laid off if that person, no longer exists. If they shrank their business, if the whole business went under. And so, um, it's been beneficial for me that there's some restaurants that are now opening up to where I wasn't getting any of that business before, to where I'm starting to um, to see that come to be just because some of my competitors are either disappearing or they just stop showing up. Right. So, um but yeah, and then we, you know, kind of getting into uh, September-ish, things were looking to get a little better, and then uh, unfortunately, my my wife, uh, her back went out; she uh, ruptured a disc in her back, and so I had to kind of take a step back. And uh, take care of a family on that, uh, but then October started ramp up, and November has has been uh, my best month yet, and December is looking to be amazing, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2021 to see where I where this where this ship will sail.
1: Good for you, Joe. Yeah, they, what an amazing ride to your first year of business. And the, the thing that I find most encouraging, you said at this point, you've been booking two weeks out for a couple of months now, right? I mean, that consistency is starting yep. to to get there, and that that's probably what excites you the most is the the consistency factor. And that's when you can start to think about hiring the tech and doing other things in your business. Right. So tell us about that. Where do you, where do your thoughts go at this
0: point? Yeah. And so with that, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I'm starting, I have not gotten a whole lot of warranty work. I'm starting to get some of that. Uh, I think I had three warranty emails this morning, which is the first time that's ever happened to me. Uh, so starting to get some of those jobs to come through, uh, is nice. Um, to get some more consistency of, of jobs coming through from commercial accounts instead of just relying on the residential. Uh, but it's exciting to see the possibility and say, okay, at what point in time, where, what numbers do I need to be hitting to be able to bring in, bring on a technician? Um, and how does that investment look of getting a vehicle for them, making sure they've got all the tools uh, and things along those lines? And so there's, there's a lot of questions I've got to ask and, and try to figure out. And I'm hoping that Hopefully, if if things continue where they are, then I think Q two of 2021 is a good time for me to look at and say, okay, it's consistent. It's been consistent enough that I can say I think there's enough here to be able to bring on another person, and bring on someone that's going to be able to grow with the business, and then you know who knows, maybe someday they'd like to be their own franchisee um, and pick a city where where we're not and uh, and grow that direction.
1: Yeah, the, the sky's a limit in a situation like that, but uh, I, I know. There's this amazing field of dreams factor that happens when you hire your first technician that the work just kind of starts to come there's a, there's a vacuum effect that that's created. so hopefully you'll realize that as well when, when you do it yeah, And I, you know
0: I, I know my wife and I were talking about it just the other day that I think once we hire the first technician then I think the second one's going to come a lot faster or sooner than what the first one did. Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of exciting on that snowball effect. Uh, and being able to to help grow the the local community through that is it, it would be just an exciting thing.
1: Speaking of commercial accounts, you mentioned the other day that you're finding you're getting more commercial work, more consistent, and also higher ticket prices. Well, and we the higher ticket that?
0: prices is kind of a combination of residential and and commercial. On that, more specifically from the restaurant side, because they're not seeing their typical. Uh, whoever was taking care of them prior to is, is not showing up. Okay. Uh, I am working to get more commercial accounts. I think the difficulty I'm running into right now is that booking two weeks out, even trying to leave some time to be able to do sales calls, there always seems to be that person that calls with the with the emergency that uh, they need to, to be taken care of very quickly. And so I end up passing on doing some sales calls to take take that job to keep that customer happy when it's going to end up probably being a one-off job. I am seeing some additional work coming from the car dealerships, which had slowed down for a bit. Uh, so that's got to be coming kind of more consistent coming through there. But I would like to see 2021, I'd like to see certainly growing my commercial side, because right now I think I'm probably 10 to 12% of my business is commercial. I'd love to see that get up to 20 to 30% in 2021, if not more, because I think if that comes on, that's going to give the ability to really solidify having a technician and growing the business on that direction.
1: That's when we know that the consistency is there when you have that commercial base, right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I know you you like going to restaurants and you like asking for work after you've paid your bill. (laughs) Can you tell us about that?
0: So uh, the other day we went to Bonefish Grill and it's it's funny because going, even as the family going, uh, I have a 13-year-old and an eight-year-old and my eight-year-old loves to point out work. And he's not very... (laughs) incognito about it. I mean, he'll basically <laughs> across the store. Dad, dad, look, that seat, that seat's tore up. You could probably fix that. I got a plan. Calm down. So uh, whenever I go into a, a restaurant, I do always have the commercial flyer in my pocket, as well as a couple business cards uh, ready to go. And the hopes that I go in, cause I've gone into some restaurants and all they have are wooden seats. Well, that's, it's not up my alley. Got to find someone with uh, some vinyl on it. But uh, I do have, when it comes, and I know this is something that Chad talked about in the training. Um, once you're done with the meal, you just politely ask to speak with the manager and say, oh, "You know, honestly, there's nothing wrong. I just want to introduce myself." Uh, and they come over and I say, "You know, I've, I've had a wonderful meal. I've really enjoyed everything. We've come here often. Uh, if I come there often, I, you know, I notice that you've got some some damage on a couple seats here. This is what I do, and I would love to be able to help you out and keep your restaurant looking great because your food and your service is excellent." you know, let's let's keep the decor looking excellent also. And there's been some positive responses from that. Uh, I've gone back with a number of times uh, with a restaurant pricing sheet where I say, okay, this is what I'll do. If you want me to consistently come every other month, I'll show up, I'll do as much work as I can. And then I'll stop and come back in two months and then be showing up for there and setting up a, it's going to be X amount of dollars for me to show up. I'll do as much work up to that. And then after I, when I continue to work past that, it's going to cost you extra money, but that gives them a baseline of what it's going to cost when I walk in the door. And that seems to be doing pretty well at this point in time, where it at least gets people to have an understanding. Because uh, there there was one restaurant I went into and I I did that and he started looking down and he started looking around. And he said, uh, I think you got about $2,000, $3,000 worth of work to do here. I said, well, you do it. <laughs> okay. and I'd be happy to take care of it all in one fail swoop or let me do five six hundred dollars worth right now for you. I'll come back next month and do another five six hundred dollars worth, and then by month three or four, we're down to now. I'm doing just a couple hundred dollars while I'm here, and so he he did not bite on it at this point in time. He said, you know, we need to wait for a few more things to happen with uh, with COVID and that we'll see where it goes. You planted the seed, and exactly, um, and, and at some point we in time, know, they
1: they're going to need me. That's right. This this isn't going to last forever. So if he can get no. through this period, then he'll call you.
0: Yeah. And so, and I've thought about doing some different special things on social media of used if you go into a restaurant and you find damage, if you send me a a picture of that through social media, then I would put you in a drawing to win a a gift card. uh, Cause I just thought if it was, if I get the business, I'll send you a gift card to that restaurant. Depending on how quickly I can get there to do the sales call, it may be a little bit to get those things taken care of. And who knows, I may have 30 or 40 or 50 people lined up of restaurants that I would need to go see. Uh, to try to earn the business, but if I if they just send me a picture and I throw everybody's name in a hat for a, a gift card, then that may generate some social media, you know, virability here in the Evansville area as well as uh, get me new sales leads. Uh, if I can
1: get other people working for me. What? There's no better way to go. That's fantastic. You're, you're creating some sort of salespeople for you out there, right? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, and that's, you know, that's, that's what we learned from networking and that's, uh, you know, kind of going with that. That's been a big thing that's helped me a lot this first year is the networking portion of it. Uh, partnering up with the chamber here locally, I've been able to be a sponsor for an, a number of different events. Um, and it's, it's really, of all the marketing I've done, partnering with our local chamber has been the number one thing that has earned the most revenue for me that I can pinpoint and definitively say this job came from something with the chamber. Uh, At the last uh, news and networking that we did, which is all virtual at this point in time, I had three different people um, give me testimonials right then and there um, to say, you know, Joe Day's doing a fantastic job. He came to my house. He came to my office. He went to my friend's house. I've never had him work for me, but I sent and gave his name to a friend of mine and she had him come out and he did amazing things. And that word of mouth is really just is resonating. So participating actively in the chamber has been uh, just a wonderful experience for me
1: this year. That's awesome, Joe. For those who haven't gone to a chamber uh, event, or they don't maybe know how the chamber works, can you just describe when you talk about networking, what does that look like? Uh, I know these days it may be virtual, but in a typical scenario, what happens at a chamber event?
0: Sure. And I know every chamber is a little different. Um, You know, just to brag on our chamber a little bit, uh, we were the The number one, the best chamber in the nation two years ago uh, was what we were ranked. And so uh, I'm very proud of what our chamber has done here. But so with networking on our end of it, every Friday we do what's called chamber news and networking. And it is kind of speed dating, uh, for lack of better terminology. You sit at a table and right now it's in rooms. You go to a virtual room and you're given two minutes to talk about your business and you talk about everything you can do. I always have before and after pictures. I always make sure I've got uh, visuals for people to see. And I try to to talk to them about things that they may be thinking about. I try to change things up to where people that think of me for a couch may not think of me for a boat, may not think of me for an RV. I'm yet to do work in an airplane. I've done work in everything else, but I haven't gotten my first airplane yet. So nobody's thinking of me for airplanes. Um, And so trying to make sure that I discuss those things and have before and after pictures um, helps out quite a bit with that. And then after we do the first room they move us into another room and I get to meet with a, a, most of the time a different group of people that I got to do the whole thing over again and so uh, on any Friday I'm talking from anywhere to 12 to 18 people and then we encourage everybody to meet with one person every single week whether it be a okay. zoom call whether it be sitting down for coffee uh, I drink dr. pepper I don't drink coffee uh, so uh, I sit down for dr. Peppers you know when the on the networking portion of it I've always um, Learned, and this is from when I was involved in BNI, which I haven't done yet on the Fiber News side, but I am looking at it. Is that, you know, BNI, it talks about giver's gain. And so it talks about when you're networking, you're thinking about what can I do for that other person I'm networking with versus what can that person do for me. And when you go in with that mentality and you think about, okay, I'm, I'm just talking with so and so, they, and they're talking about this, who can I refer them to? When you start to give those referrals, those referrals start to come back. At some point in time, that person goes, man, Joe's giving me three referrals. I probably should find some something to do for him. I, I, I need to go out and cut up my car seat so he can come fix it for me. Um, and that's been very <laughs> effective. Um, I That's how I picked up a, a fitness center that I do. And I've, I've gone in there four times now and I've repaired probably 20 different pieces of fitness equipment, some that I've reupholstered, others that I've repaired. And that's been very effective to be able to find some commercial accounts uh, and get, get contacts for those names. And that's one thing also when networking, I'm very specific about. I'm looking for such and such at this organization that I can talk to, does anybody know this person? You know, just by asking, a lot of times someone goes, I know that person. Let me get you a warm introduction and we can start the conversation. And that's that's really where the ball rolls. The more you get to know the people the chamber, the chamber people know everybody. If they don't know them, somebody in the office does. And so as, you know, looking for connections and saying, I really want to get into, the, into this business, this restaurant, this medical practice... Those people are the ones that know uh, know them, and so it's not just joining the chamber, but it is being active and and talking to them. And they've been able to connect me with people to help out with bookkeeping, help out with some
1: different questions I have. I love the adage and the in the thought: givers gain. Isn't that so true and so important to keep in mind? Yeah, I
0: I think and you know when it comes down to networking, that's really what it comes down to. And, and you know, after you do a few networking things, you meet the people that are just in it for them. What can you give me? I let me give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, and it doesn't get you very far they don't succeed at the end of the day uh because you you help them once and then when they're not willing to help other people uh or you see them continually not support small businesses they're going after hey look at all the things i bought on amazon look at this 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 you go okay something's not right here where you're wanting us to support you but you're not willing to support uh the other small businesses and and so being going in with that mentality has really been beneficial
1: Now, I know you you told me that's another source of jobs for you is your Facebook account. And you just have a regular posting practice of before and after photos, whether it's really unique stuff or maybe more run-of-the-mill stuff. But can you just tell us about your strategy on social?
0: Yeah, it's been interesting with social media where I've I've found that if I post two times a day, and one of the posts will typically be uh, one of the the generic uh, posts that Fiber News put together, I hate to call them generic because they're really fantastic. <laughs> um, but, you know, like the camping RV post or a boat post or, or the couch, um, I usually do one of those and then I'll do one of my before and after pictures. And I, I schedule one of them in the morning and then one of them in the afternoon. And I find if I consistently do two posts a day, that's when I'm seeing more business come through. I don't definitively have people calling me and saying, hey, I saw this on Facebook. I now, mean, I honestly, I think I have 330 fans at this point in time on my Facebook page, but I have consistent people that do like and share posts consistently. Um, and when I have those two posts a day, I see a difference in the leads that are coming in. If I'm just doing one post a day, I can tell that, that leads have dropped off a little bit. And so, and then from that, with the networking, one thing that I, I do is I encourage people to go like and share something on the page. Um, to where if, if they can do that, if I can just go one person a week to like and share, and if they have 800 to 1,000 people on their Facebook, that's, you know, that, that ends up being huge in the long run. And I think that helps keep top of mind with my closer networking and closer friends to where when they hear someone talking about something, if they continue to see my pictures, they're going to be able to say, hey, oh, I got a, I got a guy that can do that. The vinyl siding job that I did today is from one of my uh, close personal friends that he had a customer and it, he was doing some work at their house and they had all these holes in their vinyl siding. So they called me. And so I think those are things that help out to keep top of mind with your, your inner circle per se, so that they remember you when things are going on. Because I think we all run into this situation of we're talking to somebody and they mention something and it just kind of goes over the head. And then you think two days later, you go, oh my gosh, I should I should have said Joe's name because they were talking about it. Um, And so I like
1: that. I I like that you're using Facebook as a reminder mechanism for your friends and family, essentially, that this is what you do and this is how you can help. And then they turn around and and, and they do the referral for you. So it's a good strategy.
0: That's where the referrals and everything else start to happen, where people start to say, "Okay, hey, here's a guy that can do stuff. You're going to be extremely happy with the work. And I think with that also, it's being very upfront with the customers and making sure that you set those expectations properly to where when you go in, not promising the moon and then not being able to deliver, but being very straightforward and saying, okay, Hey, I notice you've got this in, you know, this seven inch tear in your couch. I can repair it. I would recommend you replacing it because the size of it, but this is what I can do. And this is what it's going to look like. And sometimes you can exceed those expectations. And sometimes you hit those expectations. I've never not hit those expectations of, okay, well, yeah, I can kind of see where that is. And you told me it would, but it looks pretty good. So we're all good. Um And so that's where you can help build those referrals and start getting those things working. It's just by continuing to have those conversations, but I am starting to see, you know, another conversation I have with just about every customer is when I repair item number one, I talked to him about the other items I can do. And that's turned into a lot of two and three items. Uh, kind of like I said earlier, people that think of you for a couch, may not think of you for the car, may not think of you for the RV. And so when you talk about, okay, you know, Mr. Customer, thank you very much for letting me repair your leather sofa. Here's a brochure that shows everything I can do. If it's leather, vinyl, or plastic, I can do something with it from vinyl floors, vinyl siding, to leather seats in your car. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, you can, well, can you come take a look at my car real quick? Absolutely. Let's go ahead and come out there. And if, you know, depending on how your day is, you may be able to do the job right then and there and just pick up some some additional work. But I know this next week, I'm going back to a customer's house that I repaired bar stools this last week for. And I'm going to do an aniline seat for them. And then right after I leave there, as I was there for the bar stools, they referred me to their neighbor and I'm going to go do work for their neighbor on the same day. So it puts me in the same neighborhood. Um, and so just working for that and make sure to ask for the referrals. Don't be afraid to ask for them. Uh, I think those are things where asking for referrals after you do a job and say, Hey, just want to let you know I do this. If you have any problems with it, let me know. And here's everything else I can do in hopes that, you know, that turns into a second job for that same customer.
1: Joe, I think you're really living proof that there's really no silver bullet to this business. Is there, I mean, you have to do a lot of things consistently to make it all happen. And I mean, you, you know, you, you do the chamber route, you have your van out in the community, you do sales calls, you do uh, social postings, you ask for referrals, you ask for testimonials. It all just kind of starts to, to boil.
0: Yeah, I was, you know, I was taught earlier in my sales days that activity breeds activity active you are, the more things you do, that's going to generate more activity for you. Uh, And at some point in time, you start to figure out what activities work better and what ones don't. I think the hardest thing for me, and it was a conversation, uh, I think it was the last day of training where you said, okay, what's your plan for going back to your community and getting your business going? I just had so many different routes that I could kind of go, how do I how do I narrow my search and say, okay, I'm only going to go after car dealerships. I'm only going to go after restaurants. I'm only going to go after medical. And I, I'm still yet to, to pinpoint anything. I kind of hit everything across the board. But what I did find was the majority of my competition here in the area, they had all the car dealerships. They didn't do any residential. They didn't do any medical. They didn't do any restaurants. Uh, one of them does a little bit of restaurants, but they really we're happy with the car dealerships and they weren't going out and generating any more business. So I said, they they can have the car dealerships. Let me go take care of some other things. And I've still picked up a, a few car dealerships in the, in the mix, but I think it, it really just comes down to saying, okay, while I may not be pinpointed in what I'm doing, I'm generating a lot of activity. What can I do to continue to get my name out in front of people? And eventually that's going to hit that snowball effect and start bringing things in. And that's, I think where we're seeing it right now is that it's it's really starting to hit uh, and I'm starting, the residential work is starting to turn into commercial work. It's getting me the referrals in the direction of what I'm looking for long-term.
1: Joe, this has been a a fun and inspirational conversation. Uh, We wish you... Well, first of all, congratulations on your almost anniversary date, and then all the best next year and year two. Very, very good things happening. I'm sure very big things happening for you next year. I can, I can see it already. I'm hoping. Sharing your story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. we'll we'll see what 2021 brings. They said that's when Mad Max took place, right? So who, who knows (laughs) what's going to happen if we're going to see the streets explode or not? But uh, I'm very excited about it. It's been you know it's 20 years in the making for me to own my own business i've been wanting to do this for a long time and i'm i, I feel so blessed and um excited that Fiberdu was the direction that came came forth and that it, it it's just been an amazing experience everybody at the front office has been fantastic to work with and you, and you guys are just awesome so i i'm looking forward to con- continue to see things grow and coming up with some new ideas to see what else uh, can can help grow the business because i'd love to see you know at least two or three more trucks on the road um I've got some
1: some other higher
0: aspirations that we'll hold back for another day of some uh, interesting things I think we can do in the Evansville
1: area. Okay, that'll be our, our uh, next installment conversation right. podcast. Okay? time next right. year. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> okay, Joe, thanks again for your time and sharing your story. Really appreciate All right, my it. My pleasure, Jesse. Thank you ever so okay. much. Take care. Take care.